Welcome to Boxes and Lines, a different kind of finance podcast from a different kind of stock exchange. Featuring IEX founder Ronan Ryan and Chief Market Policy Officer John Ramsey. Now here to give you the straight talk on how the markets really work. It's Ronan and JR. Welcome everybody to a very, very special episode of Boxes and Lines. Why is it special, John? Why is it special? Well, today we are speaking with just three of our 2023 summer interns, the class of 2023. Um, so we're very, and they're part of a group of 23 interns. Isn't that weird? I just noticed we have 23 interns God, in 2023. God bless them all. God 24 bless next all the year. interns. May the road <laughs> rise up to meet them, etc. All right. We're recording this episode on their last week of their 11-week internship, and we're going to ask them some questions about what it's like entering the workforce as Gen Zers. I don't even know what the hell I am anymore. I don't know what I yeah. am either, but I'm like way earlier in the alphabet. And You're uh, an A. You know, was, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an A. You're an AB. I am not an A. <laughs> <laughs> going to ask them how they see the world perhaps differently than we do. And they'll ask us some questions about our career, and God knows what the f else. God knows what else. But they're you know, they're looking in their last week because if they ask us bad questions, they're going to get bad answers <laughs> and bad attitude. <laughs> and bad <laughs> Welcome attitude. to Boxes and Lines, our interns of uh, 2023. Shall we uh, bring oh, in the first intern? Oh, well. There He's he is. In live. Good place. I thought we were going to record this <laughs> Giancarlo is trying to claw his way out of the pod room as we see. <laughs> there you go. There's I your head headset. Oh, okay, yeah, you got, he's got to put on his headset. This feels now. all professional. It's very, very, very professional. No need to be nervous. Ronan looks kind of crazy. And, yeah, uh, not crazy. Unstable. He is a bit unstable, but he's that, not that in a group. way that will hurt you. Okay, let's all. let's introduce Giancarlo. Giancarlo Valley. He's a rising junior at the University of South Carolina. A rising junior, yeah. which means They're, he's going to be a junior starting he's on in the two weeks' precipice time. Precipice of being a junior. He's not quite. That's there. the Gamecocks, yeah. right? Is that what it is? Game yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. Gamecocks. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. a finance major, and he's finishing up his internship in IEX's risk management team. God bless you. <laughs> are we screwed? Question number one. <laughs> We're good How for risky now. are we? We're good for now. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, we're good for, you can't go back to college. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to ask the first question, John? Sure. What issues are most important to you in the world right now? No pressure right now. This yeah. is like a yeah. uh, presidential primary like, question. Kind of, kind of like the Miss America sort of. Yes. Thing. What would you, how would you promote world peace? No. What, um, uh, in, anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I think that like the biggest issue that we're currently facing sort of stems into other issues is um, the lack of education and sort of the way that adults in America are thinking about problems. And sort of where I got to that was that in school, we're taught to use like peer-reviewed data and form our opinions based on some sort of like empirical truth. And it seems as if once we leave that environment, we just throw that out the window. And like, we believe that what is true is based on what we experience. And that's like rule one in stats, like we need a large sample size. So our experiences are by definition, not indicative of the large sample size. And then I sort of wanted to branch out on that and show like there's no sort of um, remedy for that coming because the USA compared to all other developed countries, we score the worst on reading and math. So it seems like the next uh, wave of adults have. He's really looking at Ronan <laughs> when he says that. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm a product of Ireland. Well, Ireland scored much better than the U.S. See, there I, you go, Giancarlo. I just read the study that you they can come back. <laughs> had much better scores yeah. in all departments. Have you any interest in being chief market policy officer? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, th- it is interesting because in our space too, a lot of times when we want to make a determination that everything's on is that statistically significant and statistically significant is a whole fuck ton of data, but hmm. you make your decisions based on a lot less data when you're in the real world, right, Johnny? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, well, this is a little bit of a tangent too, but what I'm interested um, for somebody of your generation, since you obviously, I mean, you've been through the pandemic now, but um, but you but I assume you've done most of your education in a um, still more conventional setting where you're like personally interacting with right. people. So it's not, so what, what are your own thoughts about, uh, you know, kind of rem- remote learning and, uh, um, I mean, I worry that people would this. be disengaged. John always asks questions. Go yeah. for it. Well, yeah. I'm just, I'm That's a great question, yeah, well, actually. Thank you. Thank you. The issue with shocking remote- you came up with it, but mm-hmm. yes, sorry, yeah. Giancarlo. No worries. Um, the issue with remote learning is that you're never challenged. And um, people like might say that like, oh, being wrong is bad and being right is good. But sort of like people who understand learning will say that being wrong is literally the only thing that's beneficial because when you're right, you just reaffirm something that you know. But when you're wrong, you sort of have a new understanding. And if you're just sitting behind the Zoom and like you're just like like typing away and just committing a test, no one's ever challenging you and you're never going to learn. And the um, tests show that students now coming out of the pandemic have scored much lower. We have um, we have twenty year lows for reading and math, and it's going to keep declining. And more and more students are failing to pass state tests, and I think that it's a result of the remote learning. Well, that's a. I mean, that's a pretty sad, dismal out uh, outlook for the. I mean, is there any hope? Can this be reversed? <laughs> I mean, well, they're they're back in school now, full time, right? Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. that will probably help? I just like think the damage is already done because most of the learning happens at that young age. When like we sort of learn our critical thinking skills and we sort of put that yeah. together, and if you like forego three years, that's just like trying to learn English like and just skipping a chapter, you know. Like, oh, that means that group is basically just done. yeah, they're, they're done. So they're we're done. gonna have to like yeah, well, yeah. Hmm. Well, my daughter's right in the middle of it. She graduated in June 2022, and it was nuts how many of the kids all had like these high grades because most of it was remote, and they all just got A's. Yeah. Well, your daughter, I know from meeting her, is uncommonly mature and responsible, and I can't believe actually that uh, she's related to you. But anyway, yeah, wrong. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, another question we have for you is: Do you see yourself exploring a career in finance after this IX experience or this <laughs> boxes and lines experience has totally ruined? Yeah, he's like, yeah. I had ten and a half great weeks uh, exactly. at IX. Yeah, and then or, it all fell off a cliff. Or exploring something else, and then we'll follow up that question. If you were to generalize, do you think Gen Z or Gen Z is more or less interested in pursuing a career in finance than prior generations? Um, I definitely see myself in finance only because I think it's like all I really know and I'm pretty good at it. Like that's like probably the only reason why, because I just study it and like I enjoy it. And it's like I just like think it's pretty cool. And um generally I thought that finance was like a um a career that's being less and less um, pursued only because like how the media portrays it. But then I did some research and I realized I was completely wrong. And um, CNBC did like an, um, a study with the CFA and showed that like finance is a number one career right now for like new grads. Really? And it seems like people are choosing finance because of like the student debt crisis where you can get a fairly good paying job without having to go to med school or law school and these huge bills. Um, but the only thing is like students are sort of deceived by finance because they think of all the glamorous jobs, the investment banking, the research, sales and trading, the private equity, and they think of all these like high paying jobs and like they they realize that like these jobs are like they are accrued at only 20 schools. Like if you aren't at those like top 20 schools, you're not getting those jobs. Like people have like this perception like, oh, I'm just a major in finance, graduate six figures, 
happily ever after. And like, they're just like face of reality. Like they're just like selling. Like it's interesting. Nonsense. This kid came prepared. Yeah, actually, <laughs> like did some research. We, this is we, unlike we, any other podcast. We have yeah. no friggin' clue what I, we're uh, talking about. I have data. I'm just choosing not to, to <laughs> throw just, it out yeah, there. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. embarrass you, yeah, John. <laughs> but yeah. But that that isn't an interesting thing because maybe I don't know five years ago it was cool that kids wanted to go to Silicon Valley, Wall Street, bad, then crypto, and now they're all like, please take us back, pay us money. It's okay to make money, but like I, your point is 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 very valid because people think they'll come to Wall Street and have all these sexy careers and make a ton of money right away, and you really got to make your bones early on, particularly in investment banking. Again, you're you're not working on any deals; you're doing stuff like all night. 120 hour weeks all the way shaking your head. John, John's affirming my, my, my statement. I mean, absolutely affirming him. But now the youth of today want back in finance. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So this is a question from Alex Lee. He's a desktop support intern. And, um, what is something that you missed from your childhood for both of you? Um, I guess I will say I miss my teenage years with my friends. My son is 18 at the moment. And I see the summer that he's having and he just has a ball all the time and he's just really living life and like life is good for me. Don't get me wrong. But I want to go back to those careless years when you can be more self-absorbed and you don't have to worry about your family and all these other real world problems. So I, I miss my 16 year old Ronan. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I would be interested to meet the 16-year-old Ronan, uh, but uh, yeah. I'd throw you a beating. Uh, yeah, you probably would. Give me a swirly or a wedgie or whatever that, whatever that is. Um, I guess, I miss, and this is true, I mean, this is universal, I assume, but I miss being young enough that the road in front of you seems like, you know, just limitless. And also the sense of time goes seems like it goes so much. I mean, from when one year to the next felt like, you know, a really long time. And now, you, you know, I'm sure you had this experience too. Yeah. You think, oh my God, that, that this was a year ago that that happened? And it yeah, feels like it's it was nuts. yesterday. My dad always says, as you get older, the years roll on by quicker. And that really is true. Mm. It really is true. So don't get old, Giancarlo. Stay young. Mm -hmm. I'll stay young. Stay an intern in your heart. <laughs> an IEX or boxes in line intern in your heart. Also by Alex. What are your goals for the future, both professionally and personally? <laughs> well, I plan, I want to do whatever I can to support Ronan in every way I possibly can and uh, 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 ennoble him. And, I'll delete uh, this from your bonus <laughs> discussion. What about personally? I, I, you know, I just, I, w I want to, um, I guess I'd like to find ways to do more satisfying things that don't involve work. I mean, I started to play around in the garden a little bit, expand my horizons, wider scope of activities and interests that I'm um, just uh, more than just work. John is traveling to Ireland in two weeks I from the recording of this. I am going to Ireland, and, and you're going to be in Ireland And I'm going to be the there at the time. same time, and yeah. I'm going to see how his shit Irish accent works in Ireland. I, oh, I, <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to do it. That. Yeah. I'm afraid that I might get I, had, I, I just I saw a report about Americans getting beaten up there, and I figured that if I do that. Maybe Irish they're box and lines, listeners and they think that people sound like you do over there and they're getting thumped because of it. Maybe. So don't do it. Um, for me, I guess, professionally, I'd like to see um, IEX continue to grow and see what the next generation of IEXs are. At some point, we're going to hand over the reins to somebody else, and that will be an interesting time in my life. And I guess, personally, I, like I said, my son's 18, my daughter is going into sophomore year in university, and I just... I personally just want to track their lives and see, you know, please God, everything goes well for them, but just to see how that goes. So 
personally, I'm going to sit back and watch my family, and hopefully I've done a good job enough supporting them uh, that life will be good. That's the only thing you, you, you live for your kids. Well, it was lovely and a poignant yeah. response, so thank you for that. Thank you so much, John. Mm-hmm. Now, Giancarlo, <laughs> thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you so much. So much. Yeah, I really appreciate here. it. We hope you're, you enjoyed your internship this summer. I did. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, great. Good to thank hear. You. Thank you, guys. Cheers, man. Take care. Good luck. Okay, look at this. They're actually oh, right. lined up. Now that this is all like live. One after the other, they're just oh, lined up. They're lined up in the <laughs> yeah, hallway. Yeah. Annabelle. Yes. Annabelle Norton. Annabelle Norton. So welcome, Annabelle Norton, rising senior at Berry College in Rome, Georgia, double major in communications and English, and finishing up her internship at IEX's social media intern. Yes, that is me. How did it go so far? Did you enjoy it? Yes, it's been wonderful. I've really enjoyed getting just like the hands-on experience that we're allowed to get at this internship. It's been amazing. And I'm not from the city, so just getting to live here for the summer has been awesome. Have you ever been up to New York before? I came once or twice in high school. I was really big into musical theater, so I came to see some Broadway shows with my mom. And so it's been nice to be able to like go to some more shows and send her pictures from all the stuff we used to do when we came together. Did you ever go to like drama camp or whatever? They have like camps, you know, where people do like, yeah, Mm -hmm. which is they do it in NYU where there's like a movie about that, like a comedic movie about that. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's very funny, isn't it? Oh, yes. Living in the city is cool, though. (laughs) I, I moved out of the city in 2002. Maybe in my old age, I'll move back. Not that I'm calling you old, John, because you never Yeah, I, you, No, you would never do that. You would yeah. never belittle me in any way. Are you from Georgia? Yes, okay, I am. All right. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So this is like, was it a big culture shock uh, coming up here or something you were hmm. just like really had wanted to do and were looking forward to and. I would say yes and no. I've always wanted to come and live here for a little bit just to see if I liked it. I grew up in Atlanta, so I do have some city experience, okay. but it's been nice to walk everywhere instead of sitting in like an hour of traffic in Atlanta to get yeah. like a mile. The Atlanta traffic is nuts. It, it is something really else. Is. All right. Let's ask some questions. We're going on this Gen Z uh, theme. <laughs> I wonder why. What is Gen Z looking for most in their first job? That is a good question. I think the main thing that comes to mind, um, I know in the question it asks, like, are we looking for a paycheck, paycheck. self-fulfillment, insurance? And I would say just based on conversations with my peers, it's kind of a little mix of everything, but I think we struggle to find it all in like the same place. Um, I feel like a lot of what I was told like growing up, whether it be like from parents or advisors or mentors to just pursue the paycheck. And if you're passionate about something, but it's not going to make you money, kind of maybe deprioritize that. Um, but I think that it should kind of be reprioritized and you can focus on bringing that to work um, or pursuing your passion outside of work. I think that's something that we don't really talk a lot about. That's true. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know what John Ramsey comes to work for. He brings up his paycheck every fucking five minutes. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm looking for is just one crumb of fucking respect and acknowledgement from the cross. That's what There's I interns here. I oh, sorry. You- <laughs> I, but please forgive me. I give, you, I give you so much respect. But it, it's true. Look, when, when I left college, not that I'm asking myself the question, but Ronan, um, I guess I, I, I chased the paycheck because I had to pay rent and mm-hmm. live like that. But I, I think what I would say is it's okay to do that. And then you can follow mm-hmm. and self-fulfillment comes, right? Like IEX is self-fulfillment for us. Like we, we left very high paying jobs uh, to start IEX and I, I couldn't be happier in a job. Well, I Working did. I worked for the government. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you followed the paycheck once yeah. again. <laughs> it's okay. Very interesting yeah. question. Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, another question, what, um, is there something that you now um, wish that you had learned about in school that you didn't? 
Hmm. I would say I think the biggest thing that I have learned in school that I wish I had learned more about or had more experience in is getting hands-on experience in the classroom, especially in like major related classes. I feel like we learn so much more from actually getting to practice like the things that we want to use in our career rather than just reading a textbook and taking tests on them. I don't remember a lot of the things that I've learned that I've like taken exams on and I've studied for hours and hours. But when I've gotten to like really get involved in like a semester long project and getting to practice all the skills that I want to use in my career, I feel like that has stuck with me a lot more. And I wish that a lot more classes were centered more around that, getting that real life experience. I am just like so. I mean, these interns are so much more well spoken no, and mature than us. Than I, well, I mean, yeah. you. I mean, you mean forget yeah. about it. But yes, no, I'm very impressed. Maybe like to expand a little bit more on kind of culture shock of going from Rome uh, to Georgia to New York City. Yeah, I came okay. twice in high school. Um, I want to say it was like my sophomore year. I came with my parents and we stayed like kind of like in the middle, like in of like Midtown in Manhattan. And we went and saw a couple Broadway shows and went and explored like all the bakeries in Central Park. So now I'm staying in the East Village. It's a little bit more artsy, which is definitely my vibe. And it's very close to everything, which I've really enjoyed. Um, I think the biggest culture shock that I've told people since I've come here is people holding the door for you. Um, when like, in like growing up, even like in Atlanta, in like the most like midtown areas of Atlanta like no matter who is in front of you leaving like a building or going into it they will hold the door for you like they even if you don't expect it I have n- <laughs> not held the, had the door held for me like not even once there was really? one time I was going into a coffee shop and I was like right on the heels of these two guys and like one of them looked behind him and like saw me and still let the door slam right in my face and I was like oh my goodness I guess I am in New York City now um that is one thing I would say I do miss about the south is just I hold the door and so every time like I've held the door for someone here they look at me like like it's crazy and they're so shocked and I'm like I don't just do it anyways but I feel like that's the main thing I've adjusted to that's it New Yorkers listen and have some manners <laughs> well, I, I certainly do I think I hold the door open. I think <laughs> I do too you? but you think you do you yeah, probably, you're coming you I probably don't though one thing you're going to miss, though, uh, or, or else you're a liar, is New York bagels. Oh, they yes. I will miss the bagels. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time I go south and you get a bagel down that way or pizza, it's just nowhere near as good. Mm. No Absolutely. offense. Mm-hmm. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come close. They're so good here. Jesus, people are slamming the door in your face. <laughs> Did you wear an IEX vest by any chance? It's like I didn't. <laughs> I don't have one yet. So, so it's not an IEX attack. attack. Yes, yeah, yeah. Podcast will yeah. get you a vest. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get the interns who did the podcast, I guess. Do you have questions for us? Yes, okay. I do have some questions from the other interns. Uh, yes. This question comes from Yesh, who is um, an intern in our dispatch software engineer team. Um, and the question is, what are your core values and how do you ensure that you embody these values in your daily life? <laughs> he just wants a paycheck. Did you not? <laughs> go, go back to question one. What What do you got to say, John? Oh well, you, you want me to answer that? You're going to hand that. You're going to hand that one to me. I, I'll take it. Core, no core, core values. Um. So look, I I I hope. Um. What I certainly espouse, but I hope that I um try to represent is uh certainly uh, honesty um uh and coupled with a sense of empathy in my dealings with people at work as well as outside of work and um, some um, 
sense of commitment of trying to do something in some way to make the world a better place within whatever realm I'm operating in um, to kind of lead the world in some marginally better way than that where I found it. How about that? How about that? Pretty good off the cuff answer. I could be Miss America now. Right. I used to think you were full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe, maybe. you know it. I still do. Um, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit of by like a broken record. So John's heard me say this before, but um, a lot of times when people say they're humble, they're not, but humility is a really, really important thing to me. So I try to kick myself in the ass if I think highly of myself for any reason on anything. I think it's, it's really important to check yourself and um, recognize, and I, and I say this all the time because I really believe it, like there's too much people say in your career, uh, you make your own luck. And if you work hard, you're going to be lucky. And that's true. you got to work hard and then luck will come your way. But you got to be very lucky. Like how we all met, how we formed IEX, how we ran into Michael Lewis, like all this shit. You know, again, we were working hard. We were on the field, but luck came our way. And I think if you keep that in mind, then you don't become a total asshole and think that everything happened because of you. Next question. So yeah, I do have one more question. And this one comes from Beatrice, who is our accounting intern. And she asks, what is your favorite thing to do on a Sunday? Hmm. Hmm. Depends on the time of year. Hmm. So if it's the fall, I'm a season ticket holder for the New York Giants. Oh, nice. And I love to go. I go to pretty much every home game. And I meet a bunch of people in the same section in the parking lot that we've been doing this for decades now. And some of these people I will not see at the last game till the first game of the following year. And we all get out of the cars and hug each other. It's like a really crazy thing that it's most times it's much better than the game, frankly. So that's what I like to do in the fall. And then any other weekend, if it's like summer, spring and fall and the Giants are not playing at home, I try to go fishing as much as possible. There That's you my go. Sunday. Yeah. Well, mine, I, this has changed a little bit for me, but um, pretty much uh, every weekend I'm out at our place in Quag on Long Island, which I don't like to talk it's about because running, yeah, running <laughs> a lot acts like it's this mansion. It's a, it's a cottage. It's a very small, modest home, but we have made some um, friends there. And um, what we started doing, what I um, really love doing is um, there's one group of friends that has this uh, potluck thing at this uh, place near the beach um, and they all just go and everybody brings food. Um, and you know, whoever wants to come that week comes and, um, we just hang out and watch the, watch the surf and the sun go down and the, um, nice over the ocean and that lovely. Yeah. Jeez, so that is pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was trying that's to wonderful. find a way to make funny, but that's yeah. pretty nice. And I'd like to go. <laughs> Why don't you invite me? Well, thank you for joining us yes. on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed your internship. I hope you haven't been too scarred by the experience. Oh, no. We very <laughs> yeah. much appreciate it. I think Giancarlo just quit after mm. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him had to, had to do the act. He yeah. said, I've had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was thank great. You, appreciate thank it. you. Last but not last, least. Last but certainly not least. Here no, he I comes, gotta, Dennis. I like, uh, Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> Did you know, Dennis, this is his second year being an intern at IEX. Oh, man. Summer, well, too. that's I would say that that's pretty good odds then for, you know. Uh, so he's a rising junior going a, into junior years. They say rising junior at the University of Maryland and computer science major. Very exciting. And he was on our SRE team. You were on the SRE team last year too, right? I was on the Linux engineering Linux team. Linux engineering team. Very similar. Very I mean, similar. It's, it's all consolidated now. As They're far all as the I engineers. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> that, yeah. That's why I said it that way, Dennis. See? <laughs> Very good. Well, welcome back. Let's see. What did you think? Well, I guess this can be ahead of last year and this year. What did you think about the financial industry before your internship? 
And have you discovered any misconceptions during your internships? So, um, yeah, internships. So I'll go with, um, I guess last summer, right. Which was like the first time I've worked on wall street, uh, which is like an amazing opportunity. And I guess to take it, you know, all the way back to when I was a kid, um, my dad used to work in a costume jewelry business in Soho, right? Uh, so I would take, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a amazingly close to, uh, my ex. Very similar. So <laughs> very close. Yeah. But, uh, I would take the ferry in with him whenever it was like, bring your kid to work day. Uh, take the sea streak from, you know, Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey to, uh, I forget where it stops, but I, we, we would walk by the, uh, the New York Stock Exchange and we would travel on the boat with all the brokers. And I, as a kid, would be able to talk to them and my dad would be friends with them. So my first impression of the, I guess, like the entire financial services industry was just this like closed off group of really well-dressed men <laughs> on a boat going from New Jersey, right? Which, you know, isn't necessarily that far off. To yeah, this day, we just dress like shit now, but uh, the well, rest yeah, of it's yeah, the same. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was very much a different world. However, you know, this was in like 2008, 2009. This is when I was a kid. This was when it was still ground zero before the whole One World Trade Center, and this yep. was, oh, you yeah. know, still reeling from the financial crisis. So very much a different atmosphere. And as I, you know, grew older and learned more about it, um, people in my hometown were being impacted by, you know, the financial crisis and closures of business. Businesses and even military bases because of it. Uh, Fort Monmouth closed in 2011, yep. I believe. Yeah, so that's right near my house, and a lot of people were very connected to it. So I did definitely, for a long time, have a more sour view of the industry. I mean, just growing up, you know, seeing the dual reality of people very privileged on a boat going to their jobs, and then, you know, even in public school, seeing people struggling to pay for lunch. So two very different realities. As I got older and um, kind of the effects of the crisis started getting lesser and lesser, and as I, as I started forming my own opinions and was able to, you know, more effectively research things, my views more so softened, but I only got really a lot more curious. And that kind of led me to finding IEX and just wanting to really well, learn you, you more. You grew up in the New York uh, area, so obviously it's not a big culture shock for you, but did you, no. did you, what, did you want it? Did you grow up thinking that you wanted to stay in New York or um, you were kind of like, not necessarily wedded to that, but you just, but you ended up interested in finance. And so this is where kind of like this, where the action happens. I mean, I don't necessarily have, or I don't necessarily get homesickness, right? So I was okay really working anywhere. I just wanted something new. And um, what was, what's really cool about New York is that it's definitely very familiar to me. So it wasn't necessarily a big culture shock, but definitely, you know, working and now living there because, um, the interns have their own accommodations, which is really cool. Uh, definitely is a big adjustment from suburban New Jersey. Yeah, yeah it is pretty cool uh, that the interns are all... St- you're staying in like dorms in NYU, right? Yeah, uh, like 11th Street and 3rd Avenue. It's and are you in there with area. other interns from other companies or are the IEX interns close together or how does yeah, that work? Yeah, I'm, I'm living with three other IEX interns, which oh, is really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Shit, didn't have that for my internship. Uh, no. That's no. commute in and out. No. Let me, let me see the next question. Yeah. Um, it's a very philosophical question, so I don't know. Let's see if you can handle it. Well, then you should probably How you can deliver it. It's a difficult time to be an 18 to 25 year old. <laughs> What's your take on the future since you grew up in tandem with issues such as global warming, the COVID pandemic, lack of jobs, etc.? It's <laughs> a hell of a question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it certainly has been a very difficult time. Uh, I remember when the pandemic started. Um, and it started a little earlier for my school. There was a large outbreak actually. Oh, this really? was in Red Bank Regional, yeah. Um, which was pretty um that was 
it made news in New Jersey because I think we got off March 9th as opposed to March 12th or something, something very stupid. But I remember the feeling, um, and that feeling hasn't really left me since of just uncertainty. Um, and I think that's the, um, that's the big issue therein. I think that, um, a lot of people are very gloomy about the future. Some people think that, you know, a lot of people, especially in my generation, um, are kind of doomed or they're not set up as well as other people. I just think that there's a lot of anxiety. Um, and I think that's a lot of understandable anxiety because going, you know, for me, I was 17 year old, a junior in high school and my world completely changed as did everybody else, um, all around the world pretty much. So I don't think other generations could really handle that or like soothe us or give us any guidance because nobody really in history, at least in living history, has gone through something like that before. Right. And everybody, I mean, in a sense, everybody kind of went through the experience together, but at least people who, um, uh, you know, have maybe more life experience dealing with various kinds of... uh, You wouldn't want to talk to my father. He he gets really mad when he hears people talking about these poor high school, they missed some of their high school years. He goes, I've probably only got 10 years left to live and two years of it, I was stuck on my fucking house. Why does nobody feel sorry for old men? <laughs> I see where you got it. Definitely. I see where you get this attitude. Don't worry. I won't let him hear this part, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. You do- have questions for us? Yep. I do have a couple of questions for you guys. So um, these are by Raina Tarandash, a recruitment intern. And uh, the first question is, uh, if you had to do your career path over again, would you make the same choices? Well, would John work for every uh, company with an acronym? Probably, because he likes windbreakers and he likes to brag about them. Why don't you answer the question yourself, Ronan? If I had to do my career path over again, would I make the same choices? Um, The answer is, um, I think I would do it all the same again, like because I didn't really make specific choices, right? I took a job out of college because an Irish guy hired me. And it kind of led its way to this. So I kind of, you know, I I think I wanted to work on Wall Street all along. But uh, the first half of my career, I worked in telecom, network engineering, then sales. And I would say I've had I've had a good track. Uh, It's been uh, there's plenty of people I still stay in contact with from the early years to those I worked with at RBC. So your your path is kind of your path. I don't think I planned it that much. So I I guess I would enter into it again with the same thing. And I kind of tell you know, university students like yourself don't get too wrapped up in the specificity of what you do. The first that's the a specific fan, what that's the speci- a, that's a John Ramsey word. <laughs> it's how they pronounce it. In, it's how they pronounce it in Belgium. Mm-hmm. It's called the Belgium <laughs> specificity. Don't get wrapped up in exactly what it is you're going to do your first few years out of school. Just just you know, in our last guest, we talked about. Chase the paycheck and the rest will work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, uh, well, I wouldn't necessarily say chasing the pay- paycheck, but my, 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 my answer is remarkably similar to yours, actually. I never had a, a grand plan either. Um, and so, uh, I don't, that ultimately I think I wound up where I'm comfortable and where I'm happy being. The only thing that I think I would do differently, um, cause I have wor- worked a lot of different places. There are a couple of, couple of job changes I made that I think I made because I thought 
that they were important kind of status jobs or they were symbols of status. And I thought that I was, I, I was, I thought I was supposed to take that job because that's kind of what I was supposed to do more than, um, what I would necessarily find personally fulfilling. Um, and I do strongly feel that if you can find something that you're passionate about and find a place where you can really use that passion, everything else will work out. Um, so that's my advice. God bless you, John. Rambe. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Um, I have one more question for y'all. And it's, how do you envision the future generation of IAXers? Ooh, well, if you three are any indication of it, you're all <laughs> fucking smarter than us and have better podcast voices than us. Besides I know, that, I do resent you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have good, they have definitely have Yeah, good all three of them have yeah. been mm. practicing on the mic. I'm yeah. convinced. Mm. Um, future generation of IAXers, I guess it would be like folks like yourselves, right? Um, you know, we, we started this company more, I guess I would say mission based. And it's not that I expect people to be mission based going forward, but I like people to come. It's, it's okay to be capitalist and it's okay to make money, but we have tried and continue to try to grow the right way. And I'd hope to come back, um, in 10 years post retirement and we not look the exact same cutty cutter as every other exchange. Uh, that would be disappointing. Yeah. But um, I think the people who come here, like the interns come here probably for similar reason. You want things a little bit different to the typical exchange or we're just the only place that hired you. But um, <laughs> not you, Dennis, because we took you back. We took you back. We did. Yeah. What do you say, John? I say that, um, well, similarly, I think that future generation, I mean, consistent with the, the current crop of interns, um, so far as I can tell, um, I think I would hope that they are as committed to um, operating a market based on um, core set of principles and being driven by the same sense of um, mission that um, Ronan um, said, but even beyond that, being committed to not just personal advancement, but um, really caring about the planet and caring about, um, you know, other members of your community, um, trying to figure out um, how you can help to make the world a better place. My sense is that, you know, there, that, that people in the, current generation, at least that I've had contact with in this organization, others do have more of that than I had a sense of, at least when I was in school. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think uh, something I, I take a lot of pride in, in IX, and I think it, it shines through in the internship group is that we don't suffer assholes. And I hope to not come back and there's just a bunch of egomaniac, non-humble people walking this floor <laughs> or, or I'll rip the painting you guys commission of me <laughs> as I leave and I'll take it home with me. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll deal with that threat in and when it, uh, when that comes. Um, well, cheers, Dennis. We appreciate cheers. you. It has been a wonderful, wonderful time. I yeah. hope that you, uh, have enjoyed it as well. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for having me on. This is great. Maybe he'll do the trifecta next summer. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for joining us. So that's a wrap on our summer in review God with a few of our all. incredible interns. The, oh, incredible yeah. interns. So well spoken. And the other 20 were pretty incredible too, I have Absolutely. to say. So it's, it's actually been fun. I can't believe 11 weeks flew by this quickly. So we want to thank them for everything they've brought to IX the past 11 weeks, 10 and a half weeks to be precise. We want to thank all the interns for everything they've brought to IX these past two months and wish them nothing but the best as they move forward in their education and careers and remind them that I'm jealous of what they do in their age. And, <laughs> yeah. and also we want to remind listeners to please write into Dear Boxing Lines if you have any questions for us. Available on our LinkedIn page, or you can email. Keep them clean, though. Keep them clean. Nah, they can be. Well, okay, yeah. whatever you want. The dirty ones won't get to yeah, us. Okay. Boxes and lines 
at iextrading.com. Boxes and lines at iextrading.com. If you liked our podcast a few weeks ago where we did the Dear Boxes and Lines and answered your questions, keep them coming. And if, and if you didn't, keep, keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> and anyway, we're going to do a final wrap wrap on the end of the episode. And John Ramsey wants to God send you all off. all you interns and please come back soon. God bless uh, interns so everywhere. Much and all, all of you interns everywhere. God bless. Till next time. Cheerio. Over and out. <laughs> Boxes and Lines is a podcast from IEX Exchange. It is hosted by Ronan Ryan and John Ramsey. Executive produced by Daisy Clace with support from Benstown. For more information and to hear more episodes, go to iexexchange.io slash podcast. Thank you for listening to Boxes and Lines. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational and educational purposes only, and IEX Group Incorporated and its affiliates do not make any representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. Nothing in this podcast constitutes a solicitation or offer to buy or sell any securities or provide any investment advice or service. Some portions of the preceding conversation may have been edited for length or clarity. Copyright IEX Group Incorporated, all rights reserved. (laughs) 